Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio in the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Monday, February 13th. From our terrific core group of NBA journalists, we're now joined by NBA.com, Sean Powell. And I was going to say Super Bowl. We, no Super Bowl hangover for us, Sean. We'll, <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get into uh, a lot of the interesting stuff happening within the NBA this week. Of course, we had passed the trade deadline, a ton of movement, um, some interesting shifts in, in power from the east to the west with some of the players and some of the movement happening that we'll get to later in the show. Uh, but we go from the trade deadline to buyout time, the buyout market, and already have a couple of reports and um, some movement with some key players that I want to ask you about. And top three that we're looking at now that it seems like there's uh, some solidification with Danny Green. Uh, let's start with he was traded from Memphis to Houston of which he was waived. He played just three games with Memphis after tearing his ACL last postseason with the Philadelphia 76ers. Looks like he is headed to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Terrence Ross, waived by Orlando. Looks like he may be headed to Phoenix. And then Reggie Jackson traded from the Clippers to Charlotte, uh, of which Charlotte buying him out and likely landing spot for him in Denver. So, um, Sean, let's start with Danny Green. Three-time champion, obviously still seeing how he recovers from that ACL. Cleveland Cavaliers are a, a team um, that's surprised some just with how big of a jump they've made thus far this season, though they've got a, a solid core. Uh, what's the impact do you think that that Green could have on this Cavaliers group in the East? Well, he brings a couple things. Number one, he brings uh, veteran leadership You know, for a team that has some young players that'll help. 
he brings some three-point shooting. Uh, and again, the last few years of his career, that three-point shooting has sort of, you know, been a little bit touch and go. But again, he's like he's one of those guys who, if he gets hot, you know, he can really help you. And he's not going to be out there for any kind of, you know, extended minutes. You just want to be able to put him in in certain situations where you need a three-point shooter or at least a player who can stretch the floor and have the defense respect him. You know, sometimes you just put players on the floor, the defense just has to respect. And and that's important because it opens a lane for a guy like, you know, say Donovan Mitchell and everything. Uh, the other thing he brings, I would hope he brings two jerseys from the last uh, two teams he's been on. So Memphis, Memphis, he stayed long enough to get some barbecue. And in Houston, I hope they stitched a jersey for him so he can add to his collection. So, you know, Danny, it, it's my way of saying Danny Green has been around. And, you know, you can even start with San Antonio. Actually, he goes back to Cleveland from the team. With I was going to say, the place, that he, the yeah, place exactly. he began all circles back. Ab- absolutely. So he boomerangs back, um, back when, you know, he played with LeBron James first time. And then, of course, you know, he played with LeBron James in the bubble as well. Helped the Lakers win a championship there. Uh, so, um, it, again, he's just a guy who is at the end of his career. But you know he's steady. You know he's got a good voice in the locker room. And you know if you put him on the floor, the defense has to respect him a little bit. And I think at this point, that's what the Cavs are looking for. Let's go to Terrence Ross. Uh, Wayboy Orlando expected to go to Phoenix. I know there seemed like there was a little bit of rumblings of potentially Dallas, but it seems like Phoenix um, will be the landing spot for him. What do you make of what Ross could add with this Phoenix lineup in the new look Phoenix uh, now with Kevin Durant headed over to the Suns? Well, you know, Terrence Ross uh, with Orlando uh, and previously with Toronto, I mean, he was a guy who could stretch the floor a little bit. Uh, and if and if you gave him too much respect on his three-point shot, he could take you off the dribble as well. Backdoor cut by Ross. Spinning, whirling, dunking. Terrence Ross, the torch, lights it up in the fourth quarter. Wow. Never a spectacular player, never an all-star or anything like that, but uh, at the peak of his career, he was always very steady. And he could suddenly, without warning, could give you 25 points. Could fill you know? it up. Could yeah, fill it up, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I think, obviously, those days are behind him. Otherwise, that's, you know, Orlando, I'm sure, tried to trade him before they, you know, gave him his walking paper. So that kind of tells you what the rest of the league thinks about you just in terms of giving up assets for you. But when you're on the uh, the buyout market, everything changes, you know, because you're coming cheap and free. Uh, I think if you're the Suns and you just lost Mikael Bridges, uh, you know, you're trying to add to your wings. And he was a logical choice. Uh, they didn't have, again, he's a guy who's a veteran who comes to a veteran team. So in those situations, it's just it's really a smooth transition. And, you know, look, if you, t- if you talk to Booker, uh, KD, um, Chris Paul, they know they they know Terrence Ross. You know they played against him for so many years that they know his tendencies and everything. So you really don't need a training camp to bring in a Terrence Ross. And again, when we're talking about buyout players, for the most part, uh, you're talking about players that are only going to see the floor for 10, 12, 15 minutes a game. You know, and that's all you're asking from them is to help in those limited minutes. Uh, so we're talking about the West. We're talking about some of the top teams in the West. And, and obviously, Denver has been the team sitting atop the West for quite some time. It looks like Reggie Jackson, um, who was traded by the Clippers to Charlotte and then waived, will be headed to the Nuggets. Uh, what do you think of that? What do you think of, of the impact that Reggie Jackson could potentially have with this Denver lineup? Well, when you bring in any point guard with the Denver Nuggets, you have that point guard's got to understand one thing. 
you're not really the point guard. The point guard is seven foot tall. Okay, <laughs> you're talking about Jokic. That that guy is a point guard, right? Uh, even though he plays a different uh, position, uh, but the offense runs through him. So therefore, if you're the Denver Nuggets, you, you need a guard who can shoot because he's not really going to be breaking down the defense, you know, setting guys up, not for the most part, unless Jokic is off the floor. Uh, and I think Reggie Jackson does those things. You know, he's a guy who uh, is sort of like a hybrid a point guard, you know, shooting guard, a guy who can, you know, if you leave him alone, he can hit the three-point shot. He can stretch the floor a little bit. Reggie Jackson, open shot after a nice thing. And uh, probably a good compliment for Jamal Murray. Uh, and again, they're just looking for him to come in and provide some, you know, some points, some leadership, things like that. You know, the interesting thing about Reggie Jackson, uh, a couple years ago, he was very, very good for the Clippers. Uh, this past year, I just don't know what happened. Uh, he fell out of favor some way, shape or fashion. Uh, remember, they just signed him to a contract extension the year before. So I think they had higher hopes for him. And, you know, has he has he reached that point in his career, like all players do, where they kind of fall off a cliff? And I hope that I, I know I know when you're talking about falling off a cliff in the city of Denver. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like a match, huh? But, careful with your uh, careful, words, Sean. Exactly. <laughs> but I think uh, I think he probably has a, a little left in the, in the tank. And, and, and going to a championship contender, that has to rejuvenate you a little bit. So you have a sense of responsibility. I think the Nuggets thought enough about uh, Reggie Jackson to go get him. And so I think that says uh, what they think about him. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting with the Clippers, a team that was looking for a point guard and needing, you know, to kind of fortify that point guard role. Um, let's get to another point guard real quick. And then we'll look at some other names. Russell Westbrook. Uh, there's a lot that you, you could look at with where he's at, where he's at at this point of his career. He was traded from the Lakers to Utah um, and will be bought out. W what do you make of Westbrook? The, the rumor is his, him speaking of the Clippers, going to the Clippers, um, or speculation, I should say. Uh, what do you think of that potential fit or Westbrook just being on the buyout market? Well, I'll talk about Westbrook in general. Um, you know, obviously, <laughs> it's been qu quite a wild ride um, when you talk about a guy who was a former MVP and what he's been in four teams last four years. You rarely, rarely see that from guys of his caliber. Uh, you know, made, made the 75th all anniversary team MVP, you know. Uh, I think, though, but Russ had just a rocky road in L.A. You know, his his he couldn't shoot. He couldn't shoot, couldn't make free throws, couldn't make three pointers. Even his two point sh shooting was down low. And then the other thing that hurt Westbrook was turnovers, you know. And this is a guy, by the way, didn't have as much high usage with the Lakers because LeBron James had the ball. So that that's even more alarming. The fact that you don't need, even even handle the ball as much, and you still have turnovers. He averaged over three a game, so that was troubling. And the other thing about Westbrook, throughout his entire career, he's never really been a free agent. He's always been traded. So now he has a choice to where to go. So I think that's what he's doing right now. He's trying to figure out what's his next move. He wants his next move to be his best move. Uh, and obviously he still plays hard. Uh, I, I think he's, you still have to have him out there. But I think the team that gets Westbrook wants to know what his mindset is. Can he come off the bench? Is he okay with that? What about his ego? Can, can he can he put his ego in check, but at the same time play hard? You know, uh, I, Jeff Van Gundy once said, said the toughest player to coach is a superstar in decline. You have to really think about it because that superstar is the last to know, you know? But I, I would like to think that Russell Westbrook got a wake-up call, 
last few years. Uh, and he needs to understand his limitations, what he can do, what he can't do. As far as the team that might be interested in him, it would seem the Clippers are a good fit, if only because he doesn't have to move his family. <laughs> yeah. So he's right there in L.A. <laughs> and, he, and he had a good couple of years with Paul George in Oklahoma City. They meshed very well. The Clippers have Paul George is a, is a, is a creator. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is a creator. Uh, Russell Westbrook doesn't necessarily need to have to be a creator. He's playing at risk and the turnovers coming to play. Just Russ be Russ. And again, this is a guy, like all guys in the buyout market, he's only going to go in there and get about 15 to 20 minutes a game. And he's got to be okay with that. Yeah. Ty Lue, I think a good coach to be able to um, communicate, resonate with an individual like Russ. Uh, a couple other names I'm going to toss at you and i'm interested to see what you, what your thoughts if any of these stand out to you you got george hill um looking to be a buyout candidate john wall will barton serge Ibaka, uh pat beverly dwayne deadman um who who do you look at as potential players if any um that can go to a team and have an impact I think a lot of those players might have to wait till next season. They're going to have to sit out the rest of the season. I mean, it's the way it is. I don't think there's much demand. Pat Bev is 34. I know he's a good defensive player and everything. Maybe someone gets him a flyer. I'm not so sure. John Wall, same thing. I know the Clippers had high hopes. It just didn't work out. And, you know, he might be facing, you know, the Ed there. Uh, yeah, I, I just think for those guys, uh, if they haven't been snapped up by now, uh, I, I think that they just cool their heels and see what happens this summer in the free agent market. All right, Sean. Well, let's talk about the rest of the season because, as I mentioned, so, some shift. The, the East felt like they were holding on to the power for quite some time, but uh, some changes have the West uh, fortifying a handful of these teams. We're going to talk about that right after the break. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by Sean Powell. Uh, a good Monday to get going and start this week as we're heading into All-Star break. And, and Sean, as we mentioned, some trades, some changes. Uh, the West seems to get a little bit stronger. I'm interested to know when you look at your top four teams on, on the Western Conference and Eastern Conference, let's start with the West. Uh, how do you th- see things sitting at this point of the season uh, with some of the changes made with these rosters? Well, I want to talk about, first of all, how the NBA is different from pretty much all the other professional sports leagues. And I say that because if you have a megastar, he means so much of a difference going from one team to another. Look at Kevin Durant. He leaves the Brooklyn Nets. And all of a sudden, they, have, they no longer have championship aspirations. And he goes to the Phoenix Suns. And all of a sudden, you could argue they're the best team in the NBA. Uh, the only thing I can compare to, and this would be a timely comparison, would be like Pat Mahomes leaving the Super Bowl champion Chiefs and going to another team. And all of a sudden, that team is it's the greatest team, right? So a, a superstar can make that big of a difference. So Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. I mean, Sarah, you know, you, you've watched him. You've watched him play for so many years. You know what kind of a difference he makes. Can he get 50? Yes, he can! 51 for Kevin Durant! Killer! And the other thing with Kevin Durant is that he can play in any system for any teammates, any coach. You know, he's he's KD. He just wants the ball. You just plug him in and there you go. So obviously the Phoenix Suns, their season basically has just received a tremendous, tremendous facelift, putting him with Devin Booker, uh, uh, Aiton, and Chris Paul. Of course, obviously the elephant in the room is these guys got to stay healthy. Uh, you know, they can't afford, particularly with KD and Chris Paul, who have been dealing with injuries this year and are all of a certain age at this point in their career. You know, you have to really worry about them. Also understand that when the playoffs begin, and even you could even argue after the All-Star break, these guys got to play heavy minutes to put themselves in position to be maybe top three in the West or whatever so they can have home court advantage. So you're asking a lot from those players. The, th- the scary thing is those players can deliver. Uh, having said that, in the West, I still have Denver first, then Phoenix, then the Clippers, uh, and then Memphis. I say Denver first is because unlike the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, that nucleus has been together for a few years. They don't have to go. They don't need a training camp or anything like that. The only thing is Jamal Murray uh, and Michael Porter Jr., uh, once you can stop load managing them, uh, they're good. You know, they know how to play with Jokic and vice versa. So there's no guesswork there. And they've proven all season, even with those guys out of the lineup, that they're a very top, very great team. And of course, it goes back to Jokic. Uh, the Clippers, I think, you know, again, once you stop load managing their stars, I think they'll put, get it together. And, it, you know, I, I just think that this is a very good team. And we know what Kawhi Leonard can do in the postseason. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies might be, of all the top teams, 
might be the one that starts to slip a little bit. I know John Moran a few years ago, I mean, a few uh, weeks ago said, hey, he's good in the West. Well, not that good in the West, you know. Now, the retooled West. Phoenix Suns would like to say, uh, how good are you in the West again? So I think the Memphis Grizzlies, of all the team, of all the top teams in the West, I think they'll suffer some slippage. They really didn't or really couldn't do anything at the trade deadline. And this is their team. And I th- think when you stack up their team with the other contenders, they're good. They ain't that good in the West, Sarah. I, I think uh, CJ McCollum had a, a funny tweet saying Ja saying that is the one who started started all this movement. Uh, <laughs> but as you mentioned, Denver De- Denver sitting atop the West. Uh, Memphis is four and a half games back of them. Then it's Sacramento, Dallas, uh, Phoenix, Clippers all, all lumped up in there as the mm-hmm. West is is jumbled up. What about the Eastern Conference? Where, where do you see, if at all, things uh, moving up up top? I don't think there were any major changes in the East uh, post deadline. Uh, I, I think um, the East pretty much, and we're just talking about title candidates. We're not talking about teams that get out of the play in situations. We're just talking about teams we need to talk about, right? Uh, I think there really hasn't been much change. I think, you know, you're talking about Milwaukee and Boston at the very, very top. And then Philadelphia and Cleveland, if things break right for them. Uh, the reason why I say Milwaukee and Boston, uh, they're just established. They've got the best players, you know, Giannis, you know, Jason Tatum. I mean, assuming all these guys are healthy. Speaking of health, Chris Middleton, he's got to get really healthy and be the Chris Middleton that the Bucks have known the last previous, you know, three, four years. Uh, I mean, that that's just very, very difficult for Philadelphia or Cleveland to overcome. And I know the Sixers are a good team. Joel Embiid's playing lights out. MVP candidate James Harden. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if he feels burned from not being in the all-star game to really, you know, refocus and, and finally have the playoff series that we all were waiting for him to have. He still hasn't had it yet. But look, the Bucks, Giannis, the Celtics, Jason Tatum, those are the two teams right at the top. And I'll give Milwaukee the edge because I do think the Bucks would have beaten the Celtics last year had, had uh, Chris Middleton been healthy. They took him to seven games. So why wouldn't they beat him last year? Yeah, well, I, I like it. Uh, you put in a little pump for Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Were you were you rooting for KC last night? I had no money. Ha- had no money on the on, on the game. Had no dog in a fight. Nothing like that or anything like that. But I, I tell you what, it was pretty remarkable to see an all time gr- great get hurt in the game and tough it out. I mean, th- th- as fans and people who enjoy any professional sport. We like to see the superstars have real world problems like injury. Like we all get hurt, right? But we can't throw like Pat Mahomes, <laughs> but we all get hurt. So we can relate what it's like to sprain an ankle in the pickup game to YMCA. Sarah, you play college ball. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, but we can relate to that. But we can't relate to, you know, being at that high level and then just gutting it out and winning the biggest sporting event of the, well, I should say second biggest after the NBA Finals, right, Sarah? Come on now, I got to get right. I like you it. Know, I like, like it. Got to get right, right. I like it. Sean, yeah, for all of us saying we just want to see a good game, we got that and got much that. more. Sean, as always, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. Okay, thanks, Sarah. And we are back Wednesday with Steve Ashburner as we talk about his rookie ladder in the Rising Stars game coming up this All-Star weekend. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.